0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take a 20. Thank you for everybody's patience. I know the people who follow me on Instagram have been seeing that I am posting on Instagram. I actually have been getting a little bit more active on Twitter just because um, Mark Spears actually tweets out a bunch of good stuff that I'm trying to keep uh, in the loop on at the moment, specifically um, the new league that... The NBA has implemented out in Africa, something that I find very, very interesting and want to get to know more and more about. Um, I remember saying in the beginning of starting this podcast, I really want to get into um, really doing my research and understanding international basketball as well as basketball here in the States. So I feel like this is going to be a really good opportunity for me to Follow somebody who's actually reporting on it regularly to get a good idea of what's going on with that league. And eventually I will start um, working some news about that league into the podcast as well. Um, And from there, I'll start talking about other leagues and do the same with them. So, yeah, big and brighter things coming for the pod for sure. Um, you guys might notice that my voice sounds a little bit better. Um, in, on this pod, uh, just has to do with some sound like the, I I don't know. It just diffuses me from making a lot of popping noises. So it's moving in the right direction. Um, shout out to my sister and her husband for... Allowing me to be able to purchase these things uh, To add to the home studio. So really appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And Without further ado, let's just jump right into the pod Um, I want to start off with talking a little bit about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I know that this isn't really Breaking news. Uh, This is some rumors that have been flying around for like the past two months, I believe Um, I didn't really pay too much attention to them just because some reporters that I honestly very much trust when it comes to news with the Clippers, they weren't really saying anything. For these past two months, and just now recently, they've started to come out. Really, it's only been like the past two weeks that they've been coming out and saying like, "Hey, Paul George is ramping up. Kawhi Leonard is ramping up." There's now footage coming out of Paul George, um, working from the free throw line. I heard that he did go through a full workout, no contact on that workout, but just a shooting workout um he is only shooting the furthest he can shoot is 17 feet out which to the training staff they're actually very happy that he's reached this milestone so quickly um so who knows he might be able to come back a little bit sooner than everybody is anticipating and with Kawhi Leonard A lot of footage, especially because from yesterday, I believe that was yesterday when we played Golden State, um, Kawhi was actually out there warming up, getting some shots up and looked very, very comfortable. He looked extremely healthy. So I think Kawhi is definitely moving in the right direction. Now, Ty Lue has said on the record that he does not feel comfortable playing Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Um, in the postseason unless you were able to ramp them up through the regular season going into the playoffs. With that being said, there really aren't that many games left. Uh, I believe that there, for the Clippers, I believe that there's about either between 12 and 14 games, I believe. So in my mind, the perfect number to get Kawhi and Paul George And this is if they are completely healthy and able to get back onto the court. Because if they're not, I'd much rather just wait, pause on it, and give it another shot next season. Also, when Norman Powell is going to be able to get back onto the court. Norman Powell is somebody that I haven't heard a lot about. Um, They're saying, people keep saying, like, this injury shouldn't take as long as it's taking him. And also, because it's turf toe. So. Um, it, it is something that can get better very quickly as long as you're resting. Um, but there's been a lot of radio silence on that front. And also I know that there was a player with the Clippers, I believe it was Scrub, who actually, um, just recently had surgery for Turf Toe something that I wasn't aware of. Uh, I didn't know that turf toe can actually get that bad. So maybe it's that bad for Norman Powell. Who knows what's going on with him? But that's where my head is at is like, if Paul George and Kawhi are able to make it onto the court and play 10 games solidly and be able to move on with the team, go into the playoffs and perform at a high level then I have no problem with that. But if, you know, Paul George still has some, like, nagging soreness in his elbow and his shoulder, I'd much rather him just rest than him rush back because his whole game is shooting. And the same thing with Kawhi. If he's feeling any sort of knee soreness, I'd much rather him just hold off, wait until next season, then come back because Kawhi even though people don't think that he's a very flashy player, he's not a flashy player. He does a lot of, like, movement. So, with that being said, if your knee is, like, if your ACL is not, like, 92%, then more likely than not, you are going to re-injure it. So, I'd much rather than just take the, err on the side of caution. I mean, this Clipper team with the players that they have available have been performing way above expectations. And I think that if, if they're able to keep this going, I can see us getting out of the play in round uh, at this point. I don't think that the Clippers are going to be able to get to the succeed. Um, it was looking like it was a possibility at some point, but we really need to, needed to get some lucky breaks with um, with some teams losing games, and that just hasn't been the case. So we can just do what we can control, and more likely than not, we're we're gonna be sticking in that um, eighth seed, maybe moving to the seventh, but I don't think that we'll be able to leapfrog into sixth. Um, now moving on to the next topic i wanted to talk about brooklyn for a little bit uh going from one team with their star players out to another team with two of their star players out essentially um Kyrie irving did go off last night um scoring like 55 i believe and just went absolutely insane but With that being said, they are sitting in the eighth seed. It's going to be an issue, depending on who they match up with a play-in round. Like, let's say if they match up with Toronto, he's not going to be able to actually play that game, which means it's a very good chance for the Brooklyn Nets to lose. On top of that, Ben Simmons is now dealing with back problems, which is not good at all. Um, You know... I'm giving Ben Simmons the benefit of the doubt. He actually does look happy um, to be in Brooklyn. So maybe it it really was a mental thing that was weighing on him and not wanting to go back to Philly, um, which is completely understandable. I know like some people are giving him a really hard time about this. Think about it this way: like you had one of the most embarrassing arguments in front of a bunch of your friends. And now they're wanting you to come back and act like nothing has happened. It, it's hard. It's it's a mental strain. It's, it's going to be hard for him to get back into that groove of things. So, you know, Ben Simmons, I totally understand where he's coming from now, especially with how he looks out in Brooklyn. He just looks happy it seems like a weight has been lifted off his shoulders. So um, I'm happy for Ben Simmons. Even though I don't like the way that he went away, it went about um, everything, I'm happy that he's in a space now where he feels a little bit mentally better. Um, I hope that he's able to fix this back issue. I know back issues are something that are very tricky, Um, and even the Brooklyn Nets don't know exactly when Ben Simmons is going to be able to come onto the court, and this is why I was saying in my last pod about how who won the trade, and saying immediately the 76ers won the trade, but maybe in the long term the Brooklyn Nets are gonna be the ones who won that trade. This is why, because we didn't know if Ben Simmons was gonna be able to actually get back onto the court, and I really believe that he wasn't going to be able to not off of anything of being not saying like he, he's soft or anything like that, but saying, I, I don't think that he's in basketball shape. And with the amount of time left in the season, I don't think that he has enough time to work himself into shape and learn a brand new system with the Brooklyn Nets. Next season, hey, it it could be their year. Who knows? But this season, absolutely not. There is no way that Ben Simmons is going to be able to integrate himself into this team as quickly as they need him to, especially with this injury. So it's, it's unfortunate for the Brooklyn Nets, um, but I think – in the future, possibly next season, they will have a much better opportunity at competing in the playoffs. I still don't think that that's a championship-level team. Um, But, you know, it's it's yet to be seen how well Kem Duran and Kyrie Irving can, as well as Seth Curry, can cover up. Ben Simmons deficiencies, deficiencies. Oh God, tongue tied deficiencies on the offensive end. So who knows? I think this might be a situation where we we're going to have to wait until next season to see how good this team can be, because I really do not believe that they're going to be doing anything this off or this postseason. I really do think that they're more likely than not going to get bounced in the play-in round, um, and if they do get out of the play-in round, they will be getting bounced in the first round. Now, also moving on to a team that, uh, everybody was expecting to be, like, the best team in the NBA, if not the second best team in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers. Specifically, I want to talk about Westbrook first, um, as a Clipper fan, I, I love to watch the Lakers lose, but growing up, I've always had, in being born and raised in LA, getting to see Russell Westbrook actually practice at UCLA, seeing him grow up into this individual that he's become, he's, he's somebody that I very much admire, very much look up to, and... His whole why not moniker, like it really played into me doing a lot of different things with my life in terms of the podcasts and other ventures that I decided to go out on because Russell Westbrook was able to give me that confidence of just like he's an L.A. kid. He did it. I can do it kind of deal. But what I really want to talk about is these death threats that him and his family are receiving just because of laker games which is completely absurd this is this is a game this is basketball for people to be going out of their way on a daily basis to threaten these poor people there's nothing that they've done wrong absolutely nothing the 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 Westbrooks are some of the nicest people that you will ever meet in your entire life. Some of the things that they do behind closed doors, you would be amazed at the philanthropy work that they do. So for people to just say, be giving these death threats due to basketball is extremely absurd. Like this is this is honestly very very sad very disrespectful and it it really sucks because it's it's always certain fan bases it's the lakers the heat there's one that i'm i'm missing where they just get absolutely visceral and just for, for absolutely no reason. It is a basketball game. This should not be your entire life. Period. Like, I I know that we all love this game, but to take it to that extent of saying, like, oh, I'm gonna kill you is extreme. Is beyond extreme. It's it, it makes no sense. And this leads me into saying, I think Westbrook should get should leave Los Angeles. Westbrook is one of the best players that we have ever seen in the NBA and you know unfortunately this fit on the Lakers everybody knew in the beginning of the season that this more likely than not was not going to work it's it's a situation where, like for myself, I thought that it it might work just because it would be a situation where Westbrook was gonna be getting shots that he wasn't used to getting, and might be able to actually get those shots up, and can like convert those points, but it it just didn't work out that way. Westbrook needs needs to have the ball in his hand. He needs to be the the guy on the team and you know that's what you saw with the Washington Wizards is is very interesting that the Washington Wizards traded Westbrook because I thought that they were going to give it another shot with him because to be completely honest I was very impressed with that team I thought hey you keep building around those two players eventually I think you can crack through to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Is it a championship team? I don't think so. But at least that Westbrook pairing made sense. This pairing, I get it. He wanted to be home. It's playing with the best player of the era. And then you also have Anthony Davis, who, you know, albeit when healthy, is the best power forward in the game right now. So – It everything on paper looked great, but unfortunately it just didn't work out the way that everybody or Laker fans were hoping the sports broadcasters were projecting, but that that's not all on Westbrook part of that's on AD part of that's on LeBron part of that is on the rest of the Lakers roster who quite honestly are up in age. You know, these, these guys are, some of them are still like in the tail end of their prime. Some of them are, are past their prime. And this is, this is the result of it. Um, unfortunately, Westbrook is getting the brunt of that because he is the big acquisition. And he, he's taking it on the chin. But when it comes to his family, that that is completely unacceptable. And I just really wanted to voice my opinion about that because I find it extremely disgusting that Lakers Laker fans can call themselves fans and do things like that. And Westbrook isn't the only player that they've done that to before. They've done it to so many other of their players, and it just makes me sick. Like these 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 are your guys. Stick with them. Through thick and thin, period. Like it, it's ridiculous. It's free absolutely ridiculous. Do you think I I enjoyed cheering Al Farouk Aminu when I knew that we could have gotten Paul George? No. But he's our he was a clipper. He was our guy. He was who we decided to draft, so that's who I'm going to be cheering. I'm not going to give him death threats because he's not playing up to the the potential that he has. It's absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And then just wanted to touch very briefly about the whole AD and LeBron trade rumors going around. I don't think that, that it would be a good idea for them to trade LeBron. I do think that it might be a good idea for them to trade AD just because AD is extremely injury prone. He tends to be hurt when you need him the most, barring that bubble championship. And it it just hasn't really played out the way that everybody thought it was going to. AD still cannot lead a team. Everybody thought that AD... LeBron being with LeBron, he was going to be able to elevate him and bring him to the status of saying like, all right, like now I'm going to be able to take over a team. Once LeBron retires, I'll be the head of the franchise for the Lakers. It hasn't worked out that way. So I think honestly, this is something that Laker fans really don't want to hear. But if you kept moving in that direction of Lonzo ball, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Larry Nance Jr., you the Lakers would have had a squad. It, it would have been the Warriors' route of making a team. And honestly, I think that they do need to go that route. Um, it, it's, it's too far gone. You keep LeBron. You can try to compete for a few more years But beyond that, trying to go out and retool once LeBron retires is, in my opinion, the wrong way of doing things. I think that they should just go complete rebuild instead of a retool once LeBron James retires. Um, And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on very, very briefly, um, because it's it's kind of a pipe dream at this point. Um, But there's some rumors coming out that. Wall is open to a reunion, a reunion with the Washington Wizards and being back with Bradley Beal. Now, this would be really nice in theory. Wall and Beal play extremely well together, but in reality, what? Washington would have to give up is Porzingis, which doesn't really matter all that much. I know like Houston would be willing to take on that contract, especially because there's it's an expiring contract. You have one more year on it. Um, and then he can just walk or they can try and work him into the system either way, because Porzingis is still fairly young um, and they can see whether they like him or not. and, if at the end of the season they they do like what they see they can continue to keep him and then you would also have to include some players like kerry jr anthony gill joel ailey uh just to name a few like some sort of combination like that just to make salaries match um but again you're gonna have to wait about Two to three months to conduct this trade just because Porzingis has been recently traded And that's why I say that this is kind of a pipe dream I don't see the Washington Wizards really pulling the trigger on that trade um, But who knows, maybe they actually will want to pair Wall and Bill back together um, As a Clipper fan, I would really prefer Wall to end up on the Clippers But again, that that is also a pipe dream but we'll we'll see what happens in the coming months, and cross our fingers for the Clipper Nation that <laughs> Wall somehow, some way ends up in a Clipper uniform. Uh, seems one way or another he's gonna end up in red, white, and blue. So he <laughs> either way, we'll we'll see. But. I am going to call that an episode there. I am finally getting it down to like the 20, 25 minute mark of what I've always been shooting for. So I am very happy about that. Uh, but yeah, I know this episode is going to be coming out on Wednesday, which means I'll, I'll try my best to get one out on Friday. I will have work, um, um, so that the next episode may be dropping on Saturday. I'll keep it a little bit more updated on the uh, Instagram so you guys can uh, know exactly what's going on. But again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Take 20. I really do appreciate it. Without you guys, this podcast is nothing I'm talking to avoid. So everybody who's reaching out and saying that they enjoy the podcast, I really, really do appreciate it, appreciate all the support that has been given to me ever since starting this podcast, honestly, not only from people that I've randomly met on Instagram, but friends, family, and also not going to name drop anybody, but also some reporters uh, from Los Angeles who Admire what I'm doing. I I really do appreciate your support and your feedback, and means the world to me. Um, I I really want to be like you guys, and you you are helping me on that path to be greater and greater every day. So really want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate it. And lastly, I will just say, um, I do stand with Ukraine. I hope for a very speedy, quick end to this conflict. People are losing homes, losing lives, losing children. It's, it's a very scary time in history. And, um, if you're able to donate to causes um, to help the the Ukrainian people, that'd be great. But also, just saying a quick prayer is, is free and it it does help them. So, uh, I hate to end on a somber note, but that I wanted to get that in there. And um, yeah. I will see you guys either Friday or Saturday. Keep you posted. Peace.